When my husband and I were married about 30 years ago, we received a savings bond from one of our family friends. A kind gift, but not something that makes you particularly excited as a newlywed. In fact, I remember opening it and thinking, oh, what do you do with a $25 savings bond? Well, in fact, you save it. (laughs) Um, You don't do anything with it. And someday, yet to come in our life yet, you take it to the bank and you cash it in. A helpful gift for newlyweds, particularly in teaching concepts like saving over time and waiting for later rewards, but not particularly exciting. A safe and a sensible gift. I had forgotten all about that savings bond until I was reading the gospel for this week. And somehow I had a renewed appreciation for that wedding gift so many years ago. Because really, what is wrong for saving up for a rainy day? I think this is one of the reasons our gospel story today makes me so uncomfortable. In fact, it really makes me squirm, and I want to push back at Jesus telling this story. I think particularly in my modern sense, I would have these questions for him. Jesus, what is wrong with a safe savings account? Have you seen the crazy swings in the stock market? The highs and lows of Bitcoin, the crashing of dot-coms. Why can we not just bury our talents and come back for them later? They'll be fully intact. We know where they'll be. We can dig them up and present them to you. And as much as I feel this tension in this parable, I think it might be helpful to go back and look at the parable again and see if perhaps there's a different entry point for us into this story. So to begin with, we have an owner who's going away on a journey and leaves the property for others to care for while they're away. And they seem to pass off the property in parts, giving different people different responsibilities. And at least in my reading of the story, all the things that these people will need to take care of the property. And just for the sake of conversation, so we're more fully understanding this story, a talent in Jesus's time was an amount of money that would roughly be equal to about 15 years of a labor's wages. So this was probably more money than they had ever seen at one time in one place. Then comes the difficult part. We're told that two workers are given five talents and two talents, and they trade them, which I think we can assume must have been a way of investing the money back then, and they double in value. But the third worker goes and buries theirs and saves it. No interest is earned, but nothing is lost. Clearly, the first two workers took risks and the possibility of losing all their money. And the risk takers were praised, and the ones who played it safe were punished. This is where my frustration comes. I think my frustration comes from a place of safety and protection. If I put myself into this parable, my entry point would probably be that third worker. Why is the return of one talent punishable? The owner has lost nothing. Nothing was risked. Nothing was gained. We're at the same point as when the owner left on their journey. This feels wise to me, like a safe path to make sure that nothing is lost, 
nothing is damaged. And nothing was gained. I was thinking back to our reading from last week from the book, The Wisdom of Solomon, where we're told that wisdom is found by those that seek her, and she graciously appears to those in their paths. And I think that might be the key, that seeking of wisdom. I don't think the third worker sought anything, wisdom or otherwise. The worker was afraid and they buried their talent to make sure nothing would happen to it. Nothing positive, nothing negative. They just wanted to keep the status quo as it was, no changes. So let's think for a moment about talents in the way that we use the word today. Talents are a natural aptitude or a skill, something special about a person. I would argue something God-given. They are the parts of us that make us special and unique, different from each other. They're often the traits that people remember about us. So let's rethink this parable again in terms of talents as being special skills. These three workers each have special skills that the owner asks them to use while the owner is away. Perhaps these skills are the kind that help to take care of the property or run the business, care for other employees, stay in relationship with their neighbors, offer hospitality, or harvesting crops. The owner recognizes these talents and highlights them for these workers so that they can use them in the owner's absence. The first and the second worker both seem to lean into this new responsibility that they're given. They use their skills and the property prospers. New things are created, new opportunities arise, new successes are achieved. And what might it look like to bury your talents? I imagine the third worker is afraid. Perhaps not willing to see these special talents in themselves And they don't want to use the skills just in case they're going to mess up or do something wrong. They don't want anything to change. So they bury their talents and nothing is different. Now let me throw one more supposition into this parable. What if we think of the owner as the Holy Spirit? gifting us with the skills we need to care for the property, to seek new ways to carry on this important work. Now that third worker looks a little different. They are someone who doesn't see their own self-worth or maybe is afraid to venture out beyond the safety of their own life boundaries. Or perhaps, like myself, they like to control things. This is where the tension arises for me. If I risk my talent and I lean out beyond it, then I'm putting myself in the hands of the Holy Spirit. And what if the Holy Spirit wants to take me somewhere I don't want to go? What if the Holy Spirit wants me to do work that I really don't feel I want to do right now? Well, I've released this control 
and I now have to lean into these new possibilities. I think it's more about trusting in the Holy Spirit to lead us forward. Trusting that the Holy Spirit is always ahead of us, always waiting for us to catch up. That we have been given all that we need, and it's our decision whether we're going to lean in to these skills or not. When we think about this parable again in terms of the Holy Spirit, then this becomes a question we encounter on our spiritual journey. I know right now in my life, I'm asking myself, do I trust the Holy Spirit to show up? Do I trust the Holy Spirit to lead this congregation and show up for me when we encounter challenges and difficulties over the next three months? Am I looking for the Holy Spirit in those moments of grace and love that always, always come? Do I rely on the Holy Spirit to give me the wisdom I need when leading this congregation? These are the things that I hold in my prayer these days, and I ask the Holy Spirit to help me lean into my talents and know that we have everything we need right here. This is a new chapter we're entering here at Resurrection during Reverend Liz's sabbatical. And as much as I have joked about making sure the houseplants don't die, it's more than that. We could just bury our talents in the sand and wait for her to come back in February. But I don't think that's what we're being called to do. We are being called to offer hospitality to the visitors that will find their way here over the next few months. We need to celebrate the incarnation of God during Advent and particularly be sensitive to those among us that are struggling through this artificial jolliness in the month of December. We need to prepare ourselves as we begin a new chapter for a new calendar year and a new church year and all the possibilities that will be offered from new vestry members, new small group ministries, our new Stephen ministry, and so much more that we haven't even imagined. And then we will dust our foreheads with ashes once again on Ash Wednesday and prepare ourselves for entering into Lent as we draw closer to the mystery of Easter. And so, as we listen to this parable of workers and talents and harvest, I ask you to think about where your entry point into the story is today. Are you leaning into those talents, knowing that you have all that you need? knowing that the Holy Spirit is just ahead of you on the path, waiting for you to catch up. Don't bury your talents. Lean into them. Look for the Holy Spirit, because you never know what that harvest might look like. Amen.